0: Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Kenny parked his bike in the area in front of the clinic, checking in with his bike helmet still on, his bike cleats tap tapping away as he walked from the hard floor onto the carpet of the waiting room. This was told to me by the nurse who checked him in noting his quiet refusal to remove the helmet until he got into the clinic room where his blood pressure and temperature could be taken. When I entered the room, the patient barely looked at me, only faintly acknowledged my presence, and then stared ahead as I sat down. I asked the patient why he had come to the clinic today since we only had a referral from the emergency department about a fall a few days ago and then follow up in neurology. After a moment, he looked up and told me, or actually perhaps just spoke into the air, that he was told to come after his emergency department visit. He continued to stare ahead, and I persisted in asking questions about any symptoms, changes, issues with regards to fall, injuries sustained, etc., but the patient just simply shook his head no. Finally, I slipped a bit and asked if he had had any major injuries in the past or congenital issues, which I should know about. Congenital refers to those things that occur in utero and with which one is born with. The patient looked up once again and denied issues, but then noted that as he was orphaned at a young age, he knew little about congenital abnormalities nor any real issues as an infant suggestive of a nascent congenital disorder. And of course, if he did have such an event, one would expect that this would manifest as a permanent issue, which could include abnormal movements as he got older. It was my turn to look up in surprise. I hadn't expected that kind of detailed answer, nor one which included the jargon of medicine within it, albeit at a medical school level. Um, do you know or have some medical training? I asked Kenny, looking at him. Again, after a delay, Kenny noted, Yes, I graduated from medical school 15 years ago. Then, silence. Once again, pursuing the subject, I asked if he had finished. Yes, I graduated from the Karolinska Medical School in Sweden. So apparently, that's how he understood my slip-up of using a non-layman term. I asked Kenny about whether he was practicing, and he simply said no. I asked if he had trained elsewhere, such as a residency or fellowship, and he denied this as well. So, do you currently work? And that's when he really shocked me, where he noted that he worked at one of the volunteer donation centers, as one of the back room stock people. These are, in general, the organizations who are able to put many disabled people to work, which is surprising to me, given Kenny's medical school training. Why didn't you pursue any additional medical training? I asked, finally. I didn't want to, said the patient once again, in the most direct and flattest tone possible. We progressed on through his history and then started his assessment of his neurologic status. Upon examination, he did seem slightly weaker on the left side, and there was some evidence of increased tone there as well, so I decided to order an imaging scan of his brain and have the patient return to see me just to be sure. It was clearly a strange interaction, and uh, not surprisingly, it was also intriguing as well. When Kenny returned to the clinic about a month later, He had another person with him. I'm Joe. I'm Kennedy's program mentor. He's a resident at the center, he said as I walked into the room. The center? I asked, not understanding the context. Yes, Kenny is a resident at our program center. It's for patients who have high functioning schizophrenia. He's been with us for some time. Things obviously were starting to make sense given a diagnosis being provided. Thanks, Joe. Can you give me a full list of medications that Kenny is taking? I only have the ibuprofen from the emergency department. That's all he told me about. Kenny looked up and said, you didn't ask me about any other medications. You only asked me what medications I was taking. I acknowledged this to be the case. And Joe let me know that Kenny was also on a number of drugs for his schizophrenia, again, administered by members of the center. I asked Joe if he knew that Kenny had gone to medical school, and he told me that yes, he knew, and that occasionally there would be comments Kenny would make of a medical nature at the center. He's incredibly smart and has a great memory, said Joe, but his mental state is really brittle. He can shut down for days without warning or just as suddenly come up with a lot of straight talk, but he lets us give him his medication for the most part. I was both fascinated and saddened by this revelation. It appeared Kenny had such great potential, which had been robbed by his psychiatric disease. At least he seemed to be in good care. As we went through his visit, I showed Kenny his brain scan and pointed out the anatomy of the brain and the different structures and what functions they were associated with. I felt it was something I should do to show respect to Kenny's previous achievements. Then Kenny actually turned towards me and said, You're a good doctor. I think I want to be like you. I want to remember the brain. This took me by surprise, and I mumbled a thank you to him for saying that. And Joe noted, See, sometimes he just comes out with this stuff. It's amazing. Well, Kenny, your brain doesn't look like it has an injury, so I think you can come back only if you need to. I said, trying to be encouraging. Kenny that said something that really just broke my heart. It's not normal, my brain, he said in his usual flat tone of voice, but you can't fix it. He got up and walked out of the room. Joe hastily thanked me and went out the door as well. As I walked back to my office, I thought about Kenny, his disease, his awareness and how lucky we are every time we get to use our skills, whether God-given or acquired. Kenny, to his bad fortune, just didn't have the opportunity to do that. I picked up my dictaphone and began my dictation. The patient is a 40-year-old right-handed male, former physician, who was seen here one month ago. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy and find peace.